0: Hello, 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 6AM Run family, 6AM Run community, 6AM Runners, wherever you guys are today, whatever you're doing. For us, it's an awesome Friday, getting ready for the weekend, trying to knock out um, some more of these, you know, podcast that we started doing and I really of course obviously appreciate you guys you know growing our podcast listening while you run while you maybe are in your car whatever you're doing obviously I'm kind of on this journey of learning speaking to a lot of really cool people individuals in different professions so without further ado uh, I'll kind of bring on my next
1: guest in the series of podcasts we're doing Josh Dillingham. Josh how are you doing? I'm doing amazing. How about yourself and the crowd? I hope you guys are doing amazing. First of all, 6 a.m. run. This has to be a a community of some high achievers. I can't say I get up every morning at 6 a.m. to run, but that work ethic, I I understand it and I love being a part of communities like this. So I appreciate you having me on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know. I think.
0: They are. I don't think there's a secret about that, and and part of that that is that I see the Kobe book behind you. I know we do audio only on this podcast, so people can't see your face, your smile. You're like you're very energetic. I can tell from even our pre-call. But no, you get up right, you get after it. I feel like you get to work if you're if you're an eight to five person, which is again that's there's a lot that hard work that goes into you know people in the corporate world. You know, so but you get out there, you get after it, you get it done, and that's definitely our community for sure. I am excited to speak with you, but I want you to kind of, I always joke, you're your best hype man, right? Like yourself, I'm my best hype man, you know, and so on. Can you tell the audience about yourself? What I told you on the pre-call, but
1: what drew me to your profile and why I wanted you on this show? 100%. So first off, let me start with what I'm currently doing right now. By day, I work in IT project management, I manage two software development teams, and pretty much... And that's what I do by day, by night. I am a podcaster. I host our Playing Injured podcast. We've been doing that for a few years now. We actually started that at the height of the pandemic. I host a few side hustles outside of that. Oh yeah, I host that, that podcast with my mentor and coach, Mason Eddy. And we've known each other for the past five years or so. But before it all, I was just a, a former athlete playing basketball about 40 minutes outside of Chicago. And that's all I knew. To be honest with you, oh, wow. um, all I knew was basketball. That's all I thought I was good at. That's all I thought my identity was. I thought that is what would help me create significance in life is just being a, a great basketball player. So I did that every single day. Me, all my friends. That's what we did. And so ended up taking that all the way to college where I played four years at, at Roosevelt University here in downtown Chicago. Man, we had some success. Actually, it was the, the first team to go to the the national tournament in school okay. history. So got a chance to break records there as well. But shortly after, right, you know that your career is ending. I knew I wasn't going to be a professional basketball player. I knew I wasn't going to go to the NBA. And I knew my career was coming to an end. And it's really a feeling of of what I describe as post-athletic depression. Yeah. You lose your purpose in your identity. See, my identity was a basketball player, right? And that's kind of what I hung my hat on. You know, I can walk around and say, yes, I'm an athlete and I play basketball and this is who I am. But when that identity leaves you, you kind of get lost. You lose your vision. I mean, if you think about it, every year from the time I was, I started playing basketball when I was in fourth grade all the way to age 21, every year was, how can I get better at my craft at the game of basketball? But wasn't necessarily thinking about how can I develop a better life for myself? How can I be a better family member, you know, a better entrepreneurialist? Mm-hmm. How can I grow myself as a basketball player every single off season? So when you have that first off season and you finally come to the realization that you're not going to be developing yourself as a basketball player, it's a, it's a rude awakening in a way. Course. And so gotten into sales, that was my first ever career thing because I felt like it was going to be competitive, right? That competitive nature. Uh, and that's what they tell you that most athletes do great in this environment because it is competitive, but it just wasn't the same. Right. It, it just went the same. So here's what I realized. Go ahead. I know I'm, I'm going. No, I'm, I'm no. I'm talking a lot. I, this is no.
0: Trust me when I tell you, and I'm, I'm like, I'm looking at like, obviously I want to, cause I I'm looking at your stuff and I have questions, but I don't 100%. want to interrupt you. You're on, you're on a right path. Like
1: tell me, keep going. 100%. So I get into the sales world and it was not the same, right? I didn't feel that camaraderie of the team. I didn't feel like I was building a, a vision for myself. So here's what I had to figure mm-hmm. out is I had to get out of that box of I'm an athlete. I'm just an athlete, right? A lot of times I think we develop our identity off of titles. I'm an account executive. I'm a CEO. Instead of building our identity on our values of how do I want to live? What do I want my days to look like? Who do I want to spend my time around? Uh, What type of father? Do I want to be what type of husband? Do I want to be what type of son? Do I want to be how healthy do I want to be? These are different things that build our life instead of just what we do for a living mm-hmm. or what we do as a trade or whatever the case may be. And so once I found out, first of all, my vision, and I feel like the best way to find you, your vision is life And life. is the first find out what you don't want in your life addition by subtraction. And so I started to do that. And I started to figure out that, hey, my vision for my life is that I wanted to have my values in check of you know family, faith, fitness, finances, everything in check. But the main thing that I felt that energized me was giving back to others and adding value to others. Um, okay. And so that's what started the podcast. That's what started me talking about playing injured through life and helping people kind of get through adversity And so that's kind of the path that I'm still on. And every day, you know, it's still a journey for myself. And I don't want to sit up here and act like I have it all together. I want to sit up here and let you know that it's a journey that I'm on. And and by
0: the way, nobody, look, nobody has everything all together. Anyone says it, you know, anyone says that. And we can talk about social media and how people (laughs) want to always act like they do. But there's a lot of times I think you don't, you talk about family and kids Did you have children after your playing career or or during? So I don't even have kids. Oh, okay. okay.
1: (laughs) So I did know, I did mention like, hey, what type of father do you want to be? What type of husband? I'm not married. I don't have kids, Okay. but I'm already thinking about how can I start to build myself and my character for that? Or, you know, if somebody in the audience does have kids, they have a wife, I'm pretty sure that's way more important than your title or well, I was
0: going to say that that's actually what I was going to get to. Like, is that when, and, and even that you kind of answered already, is that, that was kind of my question was, I was going to say, did it take having that? This is actually the beauty of, I guess, your growth. I was yeah. going to ask, did it take having a child to be like, Oh shit, this is way more important than a game. Yeah.
1: 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: percent. But at the same time too, See, the sports world has me very torn personally, uh, mm-hmm. Josh. And I'll tell you, the other day we were talking, you and I are both basketball guys. I was watching an interview with Russell Westbrook where mm. he was trying to, you know, and you know how he is with reporters. Yeah. And I will say, and to your point on your passion about it, l- let, me, let me speak to that for a second. Russell Westbrook goes, man, this is just a game. Mm. I'm sorry, Russell Westbrook, but this is your full-time job. Right. Many of us in America who go to our full-time jobs, you think if I'm working at a bank, you think I go to my, my boss at the bank and say, man, this is just a bank.
1: Right. When he's
0: <laughs> signing my paycheck. Right. 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 So I was actually very disgusted by that comment in a way. Mm. Like, yes, this is a game. And yes, kids do play this game in the street for fun. Right. right? But you're a professional. Yeah. You are paid millions of dollars to be a professional. You're Mm -hmm. a young guy. So you might not remember. There was a commercial Charles Barkley did where he goes, I am not a role model. Yeah. Yeah. No, sir. You, you really are. Now I know that commercial was Tim trying to say like, look, don't do what I do. Cause at that time, I think that commercial came out again, you're young. You don't remember this. He like spit in a girl's face.
1: Yep, I remember that. Well, I I remember the history. I've I've seen the history of it. Yeah. So, yeah. and Nike did, they played
0: on it. Nowadays, I'm sure Nike would have cut him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Back
0: then, Nike said, look, let's make this a commercial. Yeah. It, things are very different now. But, and what I say about you is, I think there's something to be said, though. And here's where I'm getting. This is very long winded, but you'll see where I'm getting. No,
1: I love, I love where you're going.
0: What sports, my daughter will never be in the WNBA, but she's right now a college recruited basketball player as a freshman in high school. I will Mm. tell you right now, she won't go in the WNBA, but because of basketball and her commitment to it, her training, the hours she spends doing it, you know what, Josh, she's going to be a successful person. Yeah, in work. She's going to compete with versus her coworkers. She's going to also be teammates with her coworkers. Mm -hmm. It won't be a basketball world, right? It's, it might be corporate, whatever she decides to do in college, but because of her sports background, she will be a a successful person. And and I say that because yes, there's definitely a adjustment period, right? You're going to have to realize, you know, oh man, like, and last thing I'll say in this kind of, kind of long, again, long-winded question. When I told her about, you know, hey, one day this is all going to be over, what I told her a few weeks ago, actually, I said, you're going to miss the bus rides. You're going to miss the AAU tournaments where you're sitting around waiting for games to start. You're going to miss the team stuff that you were laughing at girls messing around. I told her, you're not even going to remember games that well. No. To be honest with you. Yeah. But you're going to remember shit you and your
1: teammates did that had you laughing your ass off. 100%. (laughs) But go ahead. You you take that part over. No, I think that's a very interesting point. First of all, uh, the Russell Westbrook thing is like, yeah, at the end of the day, this is your job, right? And you should be taking your job serious. And reporters are just asking you about your job. They're doing their job as well. And so, no, I I definitely understand where you're coming from. And he uses that as a cop-out to say, hey, I know this is a big deal, but I'm not performing well. And I want to just focus on. Right, Right. Yeah. But no your daughter will do really well. And so that's another thing when it comes to to athletes, right? Is you are building habits that are going to take you very Mm -hmm. far in life. Here's the only thing is that I want you to realize that you should not be putting yourself in a box, right? Of this is just who I am. I want you to be be able to follow this journey Build amazing habits, build amazing relationships, no matter what, even if you are a professional, it's going to end one day. And Mm -hmm. these skill sets, these relationships will take you farther in life. Mm -hmm. And so, no, that's a great deal. And and your daughter, who, who knows, she could go to the WNBA. You never know.
0: No, and, wow. and by the way, I, and I don't tell, and if she ever listens to this, you are right. And it depends yeah. on the work. It depends on the work, I think. But what yeah. I want her to know, and if she listens to this, is not that I don't believe in her, not that at yeah. all. But when you look at odds, I do try to be a realist and say, look, yeah. but still, regardless, don't think this is for nothing also, mm-hmm. right? Because I think yes. that's the trap you fall in. If I yes. don't make it, am I a failure, right? I didn't yeah. make it. I, Look, I played soccer at a high level. So I think what I love about NIL right now so college athletes are professionals. They really yeah. are. Like if yeah. you make division one, the small percentage that even does that, you're a professional yeah. athlete at that point, right? Because yeah. just like we talk about Russell Westbrook is getting paid millions of dollars to do a job. College athletes are paid thousands of dollars to get a free education, essentially. Like, you know what 100%. I mean? So I always, in my mind, and I, I don't want to, again, shortchange anyone, for me, always the overall championship for Leila's my daughter would have been yo you get that even that D1 offer that's yeah. you you won now yeah. all of it all the sacrifice everything was worth it you won right yeah. now anything after that is icing on the cake and mm-hmm. now you now you're playing with house money you're right you're right <laughs> you know what i you're mean right <laughs> so for sure like you know in, in that regards but the reality, right? Like you're 100%. facing, I faced it after soccer. The reality of it is you're going to have to go get a job. You know, yes. maybe yeah. you'll get lucky play overseas in, in soccer or basketball or something. Maybe you'll get lucky and become a coach or a trainer. That's not even lucky. I mean, that might be the path, you know, a lot of yeah. people I know take, it's a little easier to become a coach uh, or a trainer. Yeah. And in this day and age, you drive by parks, they're empty. Trainers are where it's at. Like trainers, if anything,
1: trainers are loving this new world. 100%. The drills, all the cones and doing different things instead of just playing and and having fun and enjoying the game. Listen, a cone's not going to block your shot. I tell my daughter that all the time. (laughs) So at least we got
0: her the D-man, at least. I'm like, at least shoot over the D-man.
1: Yeah, 100%. 100%.
0: But anyway, we we're having a great conversation here, obviously. But yeah, you got you got to be prepared for real life, right? Like, mm-hmm. what's like, okay, I got to get a job. I got to do this. I got to do that. Like, I got to, you know. And this is not right or wrong. Women have a lot of options. Do you want yeah. to become, you know, a mom and take care of yeah. a home, build a family? Like, you have to think about a lot of other things, and don't think like it's weird. And and um, again, I want to talk. I don't want to talk too much. In terms of your love of the game, yeah, go ahead and put every egg in that basket. Yeah, but you have to understand, like once you hit college, you do have to start putting eggs in different baskets and, and a ton of different be, baskets. and feel out a bunch of different things. But yeah. right now, you know, definitely put your eggs in that basket. Get the college scholarship, but yeah. literally once you step
1: on that campus, you got to like start looking at the world. One hundred percent. And man, if I could go back to my younger self, I would say using my influence as an athlete to instead of walking around cool and thinking you're above everybody, to use that as a way to network with literally any and everybody. Right. Cause you just never know where relationships take you.
0: I mean, I don't even like, it's not even there. I don't think nerds exist anymore. I was a kid. We used to say nerd or like, I grew up in the Urkel Urkel era. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So we would say like a nerd, but nerds don't exist. But let's just use that. The smartest kids in the the class, they're going to be programmers, build things. They're going to be your Mark Zuckerbergs, your Elon Musk's. They're going to be your tech CEOs. You don't think an athlete being friends with them is, you know, A quality partnership, and on twofold, right? Like an athlete, here's my thinking, right? Every company needs a salesman, whether you're a tech company, no matter what you are, right? Athletes are extroverts. They're used to big stages. They don't shy away. Whereas maybe like the tech coder guy, he's used to sitting in a room all alone coding, right? You don't think he needs the extrovert to go sell the company to an investor?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying, man. It's crazy. Right? The relationships that we could build. Right. If we just, I mean, using your influence, I think the NA and IL deals are amazing. But I think more than anything, if you can use that influence to just, like you said, all these future leaders that you're around in some capacity, mm-hmm. right, is amazing. It's yeah. amazing. Absolutely. Well, we're,
0: as we're kind of coming into the fourth quarter of the conversation here, is there something maybe like I missed or? What are your thoughts like? What else did like, if you could give, you know, I love when you said, like, to your younger self, what are some other things that you learned across the way? Let me yeah. ask this. Most important lesson you would say or most important thing or story you remember that you would share with anyone that, you know, is maybe struggling in their transition or is maybe thinking of even quitting their sport. Like, what are some
1: things you would tell people? Yeah, I would say, you know, this isn't the only way to create significance. Right, right? that's true. And it's hard to tell maybe that 17-year-old, that 18-year-old, or, you know, 20-something-year-old that this is not the only way to create significance, right? right? You can create significance in various other ways, right? Right. 6 a.m. run, if the soccer career didn't went the way you thought it would go, 6 6 a.m. run doesn't exist. But look how now you, you've created a community where people can join and it affects so many different lives, right? And that's an amazing way to create significance, mm-hmm. right? It's not just looking good on TV or on Instagram or on Twitter, TikTok, whatever the case may be. You can still create significance in many other routes, right? I love that. Yeah. Find some different ways that things that energize you. What do you do that, You lose track of time when you do it, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, a lot of times I'm podcasting, different things like that. And I'm like, wow, I just lost track of time. Or you're working on something, you lose track of time. Pay attention to that. Pay attention to those things. And significance is is how you add value to others. The more value you add to others, the more valuable you feel. And so just understand there's other pathways. Sports is not the only way. Or whatever you're doing, you know, whatever you're doing in life is not the only way. It's more ways to, to create significance. Awesome. I love hearing that what's going on with you
0: now? Like, okay, we talked about your former career. What's your day-to-day now? What are you doing now? Also too, because where I'm getting at, I want to make sure I I appreciate your time, everything you're doing. Are you doing any coaching or please let people know the podcast you have? Uh, I saw on your Instagram, you put clips up. I love it. Tell me what's going on with Josh right now. Where can people find you and what's your day-to-day look like?
1: Yeah, 100%. So day-to-day, like I mentioned before, kind of waking up in the morning, and I, I usually start the morning off with some networking, whether it's through LinkedIn oh. or seeing different folks who are, to get on the podcast or, or get on their podcast, and then from there, get the day started with work. Okay. So working work in I, IT project management, and I work in coaching where I coach software developers, making sure that they pretty much just develop a more agile mindset. Okay. But Really what my main focus is, is on the podcast, it's called Playing Injured. Playing injured is pretty much an analogy for continuing to work through adversity. We all face some type of adversity, and playing injured as an athlete, that's what we did. We, we really didn't think about it. It was hard to get us off the field, so it's like, how can we take that attitude into life of, you know, you're going through something, how can we continue to continue to move forward? and not let adversity defeat us, actually help it create purpose in our lives. And so episode, I think we're up to 77 episodes now. uh, We've been working on it for, since the beginning of 2020, I want to say. And I just feel like we're we're just getting started. Um, I feel like it's so many more pieces, many more kind of directions that we can take it. And I really don't want to put a limit on it. So you can follow me on playing injured on Instagram. You can follow me, J Dill, J underscore Dill, D I L L at Instagram as well. And then of course, follow me and connect with me on LinkedIn. And um, that's kind of my main source of social media as well. So look forward to getting some more six a.m. run folks in the network and kind of engaging with you guys. I love that. I love that. Well, listen, thank you so much for
0: your time. Really, really appreciate that. I would love a longer, again, I I apologize, it was my fault today, but Josh, I want to have you on again, more longer, get into more, some more details and detailed stories, but this was a great, you know, 20, 30 minute, just, I think this is inspiring to people. I think it's going to show people like not to give up or not to feel like something's, so I think things don't, I'll sum it up on my end like this, and then I want your last word thought. I think things don't, I don't, I think things don't end. I think chapters kind of close. Right. Mm. And I think that's where like, you know, people need to kind of like, nothing's finality is in my opinion is death, right? That's finality, right? Yeah. Something ends, then you have to say what's, you have to say like oh, what's next to yourself. Like, 100%. do you just stop everything and like become depressed, you know, just eat ice cream and watch movies or, you know what I mean? Like you, yeah. there's really only one finality, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, the, and your Kobe, Kobe always said like whenever books end and they lived happily ever after, well, what right. did they, like, did they die? Like how'd they live? Like, you know what right. I mean? So 100% and I think you really are an embodiment of that. So I appreciate your time and, and thank you so much.
1: No problem at all, man. Yeah. Li- life is an infinite game, no right. matter bad or good, it's still more to be done. So yeah, life is an inf- infinite game, man. You, you put it, you put it spe- in a special way. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well,
0: Josh, again, thank you so much for your time. And I really appreciate this, this podcast. Everyone follow Josh, listen to his podcast. I'll put his IG handle in the bio, everything. So you guys can also follow him too. Thank you so much.